0: hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the sports library podcast it's your host samson george and welcome guys to episode 58 of the sports library podcast guys 58 episodes um a lot of episodes we got we've done and you know covering the nfl and nba season um well into the middle of the nfl season uh the nba season is looking good college football a lot of uh great seasons going on even mlb so um, make sure, guys, if you guys are a big fan of sports, this is the place to be. This is the place to listen to if you guys are looking to uh, get your uh, the newest sports news. Um, I want to welcome again uh, Adi. Thank you. Uh, he was on last week for the first time. Uh, thank you, Adi, for coming on tonight. Uh, how are
1: you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me again. Um, my teams did not perform well this weekend. So, overall, not great. But always good to um enjoy football. But yeah, my team's not that good. So yep. it's, uh,
2: it is. I'm sitting
0: right in the same boat with you. Uh Seahawks did not catch that win yesterday on Monday night football. OKC. The Thunder actually took a big L against the Rockets, I believe, yesterday. Um we also lost to the Wizards by like two or three points. So not a good weekend for me also but um hey hopefully this weekend and this week can be good um but guys if this is the first time you guys are listening to the sports library podcast um make sure or just heard of sports library in general make sure you guys check out the sports library.tech website we got articles on the nfl nba mlb and more um make sure you guys check out the sports library tiktok page we got new videos coming out every single day multiple videos um Thank you guys for everyone who is already liking the videos, uh, commenting on the videos and following us. Thank you guys everyone who's doing what we're doing, all that. Um, but if you guys are not following us and you guys are a big fan of sports, you guys have to make you guys, you guys gotta make sure you guys uh, hit that follow button on the sports library page. Um means a lot. And uh, you guys get the best sports content um on TikTok. I believe we got the best sports content. So you guys definitely don't want to miss out um on what we got posting. Um, again, guys, thank you guys for liking, commenting, and sharing all uh, the videos. And yeah, guys, make sure you guys, you guys know anyone who loves sports. You guys you got friends that all watch sports. Make sure you guys also tell them about Sports Library and make sure you guys tell them, hey, check out this account. Uh, check out the podcast. They do pretty cool stuff. So thank you guys to everyone who already does that. Um, and lastly, guys, we got the Sports Library Patreon page. Um, sadly, this episode will not be a video podcast. Um, my video camera just is, is not the isn't working right now so this will only be an audio podcast but we do got other um, episodes there we got uh, exclusive articles on the Patreon page so if you guys want more content from Sports Library uh, the Patreon page is definitely the way to go uh, it's the best way to support us thank you guys to everyone who is a Patreon member um, and yeah guys if you guys want to become a Patreon member and get more exclusive content make sure you guys check out the Sports page, you know, uh, Sports Library Patreon page um but yeah guys uh thank you guys to everyone who's already been checking us out listening to the episodes and checking out the articles means a lot to us um this past week it was actually thanksgiving uh a lot of interesting games uh we got the three uh the three games on thanksgiving day um let's see uh, basically i mean comment down below guys what you guys did for thanksgiving my thing was pretty chill just stayed at home uh ate a lot of food um and we watched. I watched the Cowboys actually take that hell against the Raiders, so I was actually kind of happy. But um, my brother was not. He is a big. Y'all know Jonathan. He's a big Cowboys fan, so he was not happy about that. But uh, I was kind of enjoying my Thanksgiving with that. Um, Adi, how was your uh, Thanksgiving though?
1: Yeah, mine was also pretty chill. Um, didn't go back to Dallas. Stayed here in uh. Arlington, Virginia. So it was pretty chill. Just got to sit down, and enjoy uh, some good football. So yeah.
0: Did you uh, watch any specific games, or did you just have it just
1: a chill day? I just had it on in the background. Didn't wasn't paying that much attention because these teams aren't that relevant to me. I mean, yep. I guess I guess I would have liked the Raiders' loss there because it would have helped out the Colts in the AFC wildcard situation. Mm-hmm. Even with the Bills loss, that would have been nice too, but those didn't happen. So just added on to a disappointing weekend. <laughs> with it was the
0: start of a disappointing weekend.
1: Yeah. I was 0-3 in that Thanksgiving Day prediction. So, yeah, rough set of games right there. But... I was, uh, I was I, close If you want to... <laughs> get started in the first topic um i mean moving along with the rough set of games your seattle seahawks um had a pretty brutal loss and just compounding their uh tough season so far um scoring only 15 points on monday night football against a pretty bad washington football team um so what would you have to say about the state of the Seahawks right now and is it time to actually move off of Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll um or just Pete Carroll or what kind of combination would you say um needs to be made to help the Seahawks uh, moving forward
0: yeah like like you said we took a a pretty big loss a pretty tough loss um on Monday Night Football against the Washington football team and like you said I believe we are the better team. We are a better team than Washington, but we just did not. It looked like we didn't show up to play. Um, The thing is, here's the thing. That game was so bad. It was just, it was, it was (laughs) so bad, but yet the score was so close that it gave me hope that we would win because (laughs) so many crazy things happened in that game. We had a blocked extra point and we took that back to the house for two points. We, uh, that's how the, we got nine. That's how we were able to get nine. Um, we literally only had one grid dot drive, and that was just with the touchdown drive to Gerald Everett. Um, everything else, you, we literally went, I believe, two for 11 on third down. Um at one point, we went four straight three and outs. So just the offense just did not show up at all. The defense, I'm actually not, Too mad about, but also we didn't give up so many wide open plays. But the whole Washington to 17 points with the way our offense was playing, this could have been a lot worse than what it was. Um and like you said, um, is it time for us to move on from Russell Wilson and P. Carroll? I said this, I think last I think I said this in the last episode. I think P. Carroll is on the hot seat. I think he is he his um position as the head coach is really uh shaking right now um with this season now granted it is this is his first like really bad season in the nfl you know he was with new england for a while as i believe assistant coach then he came to seattle ever since he, he was in seattle he's had a really really good record um same thing with russell wilson Ben has always had a winning record. This is his first complete off year. I'll say this though Pete Carroll, I think, is on the hot seat just because his coaching style, his offense, his defense is. I mean, you listen to Shannon Sharp, you listen to all these other analysts. They say, I mean, they, what they say is true. It's really outdated. We want to run the ball, and we're in a division with like the Rams who have so many creative plays. Even the Cardinals have so many creative plays. And you can't forget about Kyle Shanahan. Um, he's a really good offensive guy, uh, offensive minded head coach. But we got P. Carroll, who's a very much defensive minded coach. And uh, he's very much run the ball on offense and let Russell Wilson just sort of figure it out. We never gave, you know, we never really gave Russell Wilson a great offensive line. So I think P. Carroll, this, he's been in the league this long. Um, again, this is his one bad season, but I think he's on the hot seat. And as for Russell Wilson, I'm gonna also put him a little bit on the hot seat, not completely, because he is like he to me. We are like the Seahawks are not we're not gonna go anywhere without Russell Wilson. Um, we I mean we saw, but even this year, this is his one off year, and he made a lot of bad throws, very uncharacteristic throws in yesterday's game, throws that he normally makes. Um, he just completely missed even the two point conversion. He normally hits that play, um, but he he actually threw an interception on that play. Um, so I'm gonna say he's not he's a little bit on the hot seat. But I think what we need to start doing is we gotta look towards the future because I think right now with the way we're playing and the way Russ is playing, and you know there was rumors this past offseason Russell Wilson might get traded. He wants out of out of Seattle. Um, yeah. I- I'm gonna get
1: into that. Um, do you think that this off season and all that drama with Russell Wilson wanting to get traded and how that got resolved by the time of, at the beginning of the season, um, how now they say that they're gonna let Russ cook, um, I don't know. Uh, does that have anything to do with the offensive production? Did they change their philosophy going into the season, um? Because it's evident that they're not scoring points. I don't know. Is the in injury situation bad? I-, I don't think y'all have that many injuries either. So um well for the offensive side, we don't have a run game. Our
0: two starting running backs are injured, um, both out for the season. So we're down to our third and fourth running back. And I think for the beginning of the season, we brought um the Rams off in the corner into our system. Um and like like you said, we to Rust to cook because the whole um, the whole rumors about Russell Wilson in the beginning of the year and, like, during the offseason was, you know, Pete Carroll's sort of controlling Russ. He doesn't want Russ to cook. And that's why there were rumors Russ wanted out. Um, but this year, I believe we, in the very beginning of the year, I'm like, the Colts game, even the second game of the year, we were letting Russell Wilson do his thing, and we had Chris Carson to help it. But now that Chris Carson's been injured for, I believe, a month, um, a little bit over a month, Basically, defenses have a defenses have us figured out. They basically know what we're gonna do. And that's why we're only able to put up 15 points and like nine points in these games. Because defenses just defenses just know what we're about to do. And as a fan, I'm watching the game. Even I can sometimes predict what we're about to do. And like if a fan like me, who's you know, I watch a game a lot, but I know I mean, if I'm just a fan and I'm able to like, sort of predict, oh, we're about to do this, we're about to do that then imagine what a defensive coordinator is thinking, a guy who actually studies and does it for his living. So our offense is very predictable, and because we have no run game, it's literally through Russell Wilson, and we have no offensive line. I think defenses are just thinking, let's just attack the offensive line since it's really weak, and force Russell Wilson to make these heroic throws. And sometimes he makes them, but he's not going to make all of them. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to say, that. I think we should look forward, we should look towards the future, maybe look at some college quarterbacks, um, maybe, you know, get a, maybe draft one, maybe. College quarterbacks, this uh, draft cycle aren't probably the best. I, um, I was, I mean, in the beginning of the year, I would have told you I'm super hyped for Spencer Rattler. No. Yeah. He has He's fallen. lived up to the hype, <laughs> but I yeah. was super hyped about him going into the 2021 season.
1: Yeah, he actually just uh, put his name into the transfer portal. So yep, uh, yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. How's great. Yeah. so? Actually, the whole Oklahoma pro- program is in the transfer portal. <laughs> Lincoln Riley, it's it's because
0: he left them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's I think that's really about the Seahawks. It's just it's, it's I think it's not time to move on from them, but we gotta look towards the future. And in case we don't have Russell Wilson next year. We have somebody to build around. But, I mean, we have Metcalf. We have Lockett. We have players on the offense. So, I'm not too worried. I think this season is sort of done. But it's all about how do we come back next year. Russell Wilson's back to his normal self next year. We're we're good. But if he has another off year, it's going to be tough to really be like, yo, we got to keep him. And if PKL keeps coaching like this, he's definitely got to be gone by next season. But that's how I feel about the Seahawks right now. A, re- a really disappointing season because I had us going twelve and five, I believe, and it just the opposite has happened. We're looking like we're gonna get a top pick in this year's draft, so hopefully we can somehow win a couple of these games. I'm hoping we beat Arizona, just sort of like a we beat a division rival, but uh, and technically we're not out of the playoffs. Technically we still have a chance, <laughs> but uh, I don't think I think everyone's gonna do a little bit better than us to get into the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's, that's how I feel. About, w- yes.
1: uh, pretty wide open, um,
0: mm-hmm. because like if we, if we're being realistic right now, or if we're looking at like from the standings, if the playoffs were to start today, the seventh seed in the NFC is Washington, and they're five and six. We're three and eight, so we're not terribly far away from them. But um, if you look I- at Everyone from seven to the last seed, they're all kind of like a lot of five win teams, a couple of four win teams. We're all kind of in the mix a little bit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but y'all are going to
1: have US teams. Yeah, the only problem
0: is we have Arizona in our division. (laughs) And we got to play the Rams one more time. That's
1: tough. Yeah. Um. Playoffs are going to be a big battle for Seattle. Yep.
0: Hopefully, we can just get a win this weekend, but we'll see. But uh, let's go to uh, our next topic here. Going to the NBA. um, We have not really talked about the NBA much this season. Um, Normally, we like to follow the NBA near the end of the playoffs, but I thought, you know, we might start – Adding a couple more NBA topics, and I know a lot of y'all watch um, basketball, and a lot of y'all really keep up with the regular season. Um, so the next question here is, which NBA team right now is the most underrated? And uh, I can go first here. Um, so I got the uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I have the, them as the most underrated. Right now, out of the, everyone in the NBA, not just the Eastern Conference. I'm going the Charlotte Hornets and uh the reason why is right now they're staying at the sixth seed. They're 13 and 10. They didn't have a great season last year, but I was, I mean, I'm a big Lamella Ball fan. Um, so I was kind of hyped when he went to the, the Charlotte Hornets. Um and you look at them right now, they're third in their division, they're sixth overall in the East. Um, and if you look at their wins, they have some impressive wins. They they did beat the Warriors. Um, they uh but I believe oh yeah, they did beat the Warriors, they um went on a long losing streak, but they did beat the uh the Brooklyn Nets. They beat teams like the Cavs, who some people might say, oh, it's just the Cavs. But I mean the Cavs aren't a terrible team. Um, I mean they got Evan Mobley, they got some, you got they got some players there. Um, so I'm going to go with the Charlotte Hornets and I just like their roster. I like, I like LaMelo ball. I like guys like miles bridges. I like, um, I believe PJ Washington's still on the team. I'm going to pull up their roster. Um, But my computer is taking a little while here. Oh yeah, here we go. We got the, uh, Charlotte Hornets here. You got, you got miles bridges. Like I said, um, you got, you guys got like Terry Rozier, PJ Washington. So I mean they don't have anyone crazy other than LaMelo Ball. Um and Lamelo Ball, I believe it is superstar. I believe he's gonna um be up there as like one of the young great uh, one of the young players like to watch out for. Um so I they got a superstar in Lamelo. Um they've beaten good teams and uh I mean the team's just looking good. It, it didn't look amazing last year, but it looked a little bit okay, and now they're staying sixth in the in the uh eastern conference and I, I believe charlotte's gonna be a playoff team i don't know how far they're gonna go in the playoffs but i believe they could be a playoff team um so i got the hornets but uh i'm just going with them because not, not a lot of people are talking about them but who uh who would you say the most underrated uh nba team right now
1: yeah so i'll start off with this i'll say i do not watch nba basketball until uh the nfl season's over um <laughs> I think for me, NBA basically starts in December mm-hmm. uh, or basically the Christmas Day game is when I start watching NBA. But um, at least going off of what I've heard in the few games that I have watched, um, one team that stuck out to me, um, I know, well, they are, the. I wouldn't say, so they are the number one team in the NBA right now. <laughs>
0: this is the most underrated team
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so i'll get to that so i'm going to go with the golden state warriors so they are the best team in the nba (laughs) i'm gonna say they're underrated because they have two players that are going to be coming in that are going to the g league right now clay thompson and uh james wiseman yep and Think people are really considering that when they think about the Warriors. Um, they the Warriors are this good without Clay Thompson and James Wiseman, and think about it when they are back in line lineup. Um, the Warriors have just been playing out of their minds. Um, Jordan Poole and Otto Porter they're getting significant contributions from them. Um, Gary Payton, the second as well. Um, Bringing back Iguodala Iguodala has been big. Um, So this team is actually underrated in my eyes. Um, (laughs) uh, Clay Thompson and James Wiseman eventually going to be coming back. Um, I don't see how uh, they're not going to be going far into the playoffs, especially with uh, Steph Curry just popping off like this. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take Steph Curry as an MVP um he's been playing lights out um so i'm gonna go with the warriors uh but um i'll be honest i haven't been watching that much nba to make a more qualified take so i'll go with the warriors
0: do you feel um with clay thompson when jane conden back the Warriors is going to be like this crazy unbeatable team like they're going to go into like a crazy superstar team or do you think They'll be still really, really good, but with Clay because I feel like when Clay comes back and James Wisen, a lot of people are saying like what you're saying. They're playing this good without Clay. Imagine with Clay back. But I think when you got to you when you have two superstars like Steph and Clay. I mean, they've always played together, but I don't think they're gonna be this crazy, crazy good team like how everyone's expecting when Clay comes back. But with Clay, they're definitely gonna be a very tough team to beat. Um, but do you think they're going to go into this like automatic favorites with Clay Thompson or do you think there's still some competition, even if Clay Thompson's comes back?
1: Yeah. So I mean, with Clay Thompson coming back, it just takes the pressure off of Steph Curry. Yep. Uh, right. Steph Curry has been playing MVP level. And I don't think it's that sustainable, but with Clay Thompson coming back, you don't have to play at an MVP level on a consistent basis um, to beat teams. Um, with two of the greatest shooters of all time. Um you're basically uh already set up for success. So I think uh with Clay Thompson back, they're just gonna play basically at the same level. I'm not saying they're gonna go 72 and 10 or beat their um uh, regular season record, 72 or 73 and 10. but uh I'm gonna probably say they're gonna be the number one seed um quite easily. Um We'll see how this the game goes today. They're playing the Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, the two top teams in the West. But with, uh, Clay Thompson and James Wiseman coming back, it's just going to reinforce the bench. or uh, Early on, it's going to help out the bench, and then they're going to have depth with all the early playing time that the younger players have been getting. So it's only going to be uh, better days ahead for the Warriors, I think.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think uh, I really like the words right now, especially with how the way Steph Curry is playing. I like I said, like you said, I think he's right now clear um, MVP favorite right now. Um, but yeah, I think I mean those Hornets you got you gotta watch out for Lamelo Ball, especially last uh yesterday's game I believe it was Bulls versus Hornets and it just looked so good to see like you know Lamelo Ball and Lonzo Ball playing against each other. Um, I don't know if y'all I don't know if you saw but the LaVar Ball. He was, he was at the game. He wore, like, a hat thing. I told you so. So, that was, like, a cool moment to see. Even funny the Bulls st- fans, they were chanting Lonzo's
1: better in the crowd. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that. But, uh, funny story. I actually, before LaMelo was in the NBA, got drafted, uh, I actually saw him in person in the Drew League in L.A. Um, when he was playing pickup uh, in the Drew League. Um so that day he was a Drew
0: League team. Who, who did he play with? Do you remember?
1: He didn't play with anybody big. Uh, hmm. he was playing with. Uh, but he was playing on some Drew League team. Uh showed up uh playing in uh Compton and uh I think uh, Lavar coming in. Uh Sharif O'Neill was there as well. I don't think oh, he wow. played as well, so when I saw LaMelo play that day, I didn't think he was gonna be that good uh, really. he was, he wasn't against in the Drew league he wasn't popping off like I thought he would um pretty low percentage shooter uh back then um, but he's definitely improved uh, a lot. Uh, gotten taller for sure mm-hmm. um, when i before I think. That was like three years ago, so yeah, he's grown since then, uh, add a little bit of muscle. So, yeah, Lamella well, was coming up. I think he he's gonna be the best ball brother, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, he had a. Yeah. I think I became a big Lamella ball fan.
0: I believe he had a hundred hundred point game or something in high school. Like a ninety point game in high school. So, he went off, and then even when he went to play internationally, um. He was pretty good over there. So i always kind of been a fan of LaMelo Ball. Wasn't a super big fan when Lonzo got drafted. I wasn't too crazy about Lonzo when he got drafted. But I think, yeah, I was always sort of like rooting for LaMelo Ball. And it was good to see him, you know, coming to the NBA. And this team actually winning. I mean, they ran out. They're 13-10. Nothing crazy, but, uh, I mean, they're, they're the sixth seed right now. And he is helping his team. Um,
1: I will say uh, the Eastern Conference is very tight, though. Um, I'm going at my Pacers. They're nine and fourteen. They're the thirteenth place in the Eastern Conference, but they're only only seven games back of first place. So uh, the Eastern Conference is pretty tight. No one's really separating themselves, but. Uh, everybody seems to be, like, a middle-of-the-pack middle of, middle of the pack team. Um, so it's going to be interesting coming down to the off time.
0: Yeah, they were talking about that. Um, they said, like, right now the Western Conference, people are looking straight at the Warriors, but the East, it's kind of hard to pick a team, it's like a clear favor. You got the Nets, got the Bulls, even the Heat sometimes. Milwaukee, you can't forget about Milwaukee. Um, Atlanta might pop off. Um so you got a lot of, and the Celtics might also go off, um, but I feel like yeah, East the Eastern Conference is really really close. Normally it's always the opposite. Normally the Western Conference is sort of hard to judge, but uh, I know it's kind of a little bit of the opposite. My yeah, those are our uh, two underrated teams: the Golden State Warriors and the uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Um but yeah, I
1: talk about this fourth topic too. Um, which NBA team do you think is more dangerous right now? The Warriors or the
0: Sun? Yeah, uh, yeah, right now they are playing literally they're literally going against each other right now. Um so I guess by the end of this podcast, or I guess at the end of this game, we'll kind of know. But uh I'm gonna go with the Golden State Warriors. I think they are the more dangerous team, but Phoenix, I believe they're coming in with a 16 or 17 win game streak. Um, They were just in the finals last year. Devin Booker is low-key going off. Um, Not a lot of people are really talking about him right now. A lot of people are talking about Steph. But Devin Booker is low-key going off. And, uh, I mean, if the Warriors were not having the season that they are, I feel like people will be talking about how they talk about the Warriors, about the, the Phoenix Suns. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, I do think Golden State is the more dangerous team. But uh, I think Phoenix is that close team that they could really compete um, for the championship again this year. But uh, who do you who do you think is one the who who do you think is the more dangerous team, Golden State or uh, Phoenix?
1: Well, yes, picking Golden State. This is the most underrated team.
2: <laughs>
1: I basically gave away that answer. Probably take the Golden State Warriors then. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens in tonight. today's game. It's a regular season game in November, so it doesn't mean much. But it's actually, with the win here in the Phoenix Suns, will take first place in the West. Uh, as it, it's November, very early in the season. Things can change very fast, especially with injuries. Um, So I'm going to take Golden State right now. Question is who's more dangerous right now, and I think the Warriors are more dangerous right now, especially with uh, Steph Curry.
0: And as as we uh, as we're recording this episode, Golden State is actually up forty eight to forty three um, in the second quarter. So right now, Golden State is holding it down, but uh, it's it's a close game. Um, so we will see. Uh, comment down below, guys. Who do you think guys is the most? Who you guys think is the more dangerous team? Golden State or, um, Phoenix. And if you guys think there's a more dangerous team than Golden State, because we're both saying Golden State, comment down below. Also, do y'all think Brooklyn's still more dangerous? Do y'all think Milwaukee, the reigning champions, do you think they might they might be still more dangerous? Comment down below. Um, but let, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to uh, our sponsors for tonight's episode. Um, Anchor. If you guys have never heard of Anchor, guys, make sure you guys check out the Anchor app. Um, if you guys are looking to Record uh or if you guys are looking to create a brand new podcast or just a podcast in general with your friends or by yourself, you guys gotta use the app Anchor. Um, you guys can rec- record, edit, and upload all in the app. And then once you guys um edit, then upload the video or sorry the podcast, it goes straight to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, really anywhere you guys find podcasts, it goes straight um to the major uh, streaming platforms. It's super easy to use. You guys can have music. You guys can um you guys can even record off the app um you guys can uh like i said add music you guys can add different uh graphics into your podcast so if you guys are looking to make that brand new podcast whether it's about sports or cooking or whatever whatever topics you guys want to talk about um uh, make sure you guys use the app anchor um for that brand new podcast and nowadays podcasts are really going up a lot of people are making podcasts a lot of people are listening two podcasts um so now if you guys are looking to make a podcast now is the time and if you guys are going to do it you guys got to use the anchor app so thank you guys uh thank you guys at anchor for sponsoring tonight's episode let's get uh back to this episode here okay guys let's uh get into some college football um as you will know we're both uh pretty uh big AM fans we both watch uh AM um Adi more than me. Um I just sort of just keep up with AM, but he he really analyzes the team. Um and he's gonna give uh obviously basically gonna give his thoughts um on, on a tough loss uh this weekend against the LSU Tigers, but uh you can talk about the AM game, um any other interesting uh things going on in college football. Uh basically the floor is yours, Adi. Uh, how do you feel about AM? I mean kind of tough to judge going into playoffs but how do you feel about that lsu game and really the whole season
1: yeah i mean this weekend has been very big in the college football realm um but looking back at a and a very disappointing loss to lsu a very banged up lsu matter of fact playing with uh probably 10 starters that are out 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 of their lineup, uh, they're playing with uh, players that weren't expected to start this season. So, playing basically the LSU JV team, a somehow loses uh, with a miraculous drive to end the game by uh, their quarterback, Max Johnson. Which I did not think was that great of a quarterback, but evidently is slightly better than Zach Calzada. So yeah, very disappointing loss especially with the 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 high school recruits that were actually in the stadium that LSU and A&M were competing for Harold Perkins and Jacoby Matthews to name a few. Uh, they were in attendance at the LSU game and actually were uh, I know uh, Harold Perkins was actually in the LSU locker room after they after the game which is Absolutely huge for them. But he's actually an A&M lean right now, or at least before this game. So he's the number one linebacker in the country and uh, would be a massive pickup for either team. I know he's in between either a and LSU, or University of Texas. So I think it'll come down to LSU and A&M for that one. But, yeah, it was a massive loss for AM. But I mean it it didn't really matter with the record. They were already out of the playoffs, especially with the loss the week two weeks with prior to Ole Miss and with Alabama not losing to Auburn. Um their playoff chances are definitely out of the picture, but definitely hurt uh in the more They uh, didn't get any moral victories there. So yeah, tough loss for AM. But Outside of a Texas state uh college station, I would say uh, a massive week for college football. Uh you can look at these monumental uh college coach movement that probably we haven't seen in a long time. Uh first I'd like to touch on Oklahoma losing their losing their head coach, Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, after their loss, He, uh, I think on Saturday, and they they lose on Saturday, and on Sunday that he comes out with, the report comes out that he is actually taking a job at USC. So University of Southern California gets their guy after uh, firing Clay Helton. So, yeah, Riley is going to L.A., and he's taking a lot of the recruits that he brought over from Oklahoma to L.A. Which is massive. They actually just picked up one of the former uh, OU commits, uh, big time five star QB Malachi Nelson from the 2023 class. So the class coming after this. So he's a junior right now, the number two quarterback in the nation, is following Lincoln Riley to uh, USC, and a lot, lot more recruits like that will be following him as well. I know they had four or five big decommitments from OU this past weekend uh and actually yesterday actually. So, yeah, a lot of more decommitments to come and a lot more commitments to USC. a so big move for them, USC with
0: with Lincoln Riley um leaving the way he did. How how did you feel cuz I know a lot of people uh thought it was like you know, he was sort of a lot of foot players like uh, like they so he sold them on this plan and then he just jump shipped all the way to L.A. So how do you feel how he handled that situation, how he left? Did you did you like it? Did you not like it? How, how do you think about that?
1: Yeah, so it's very tough, I would say, to judge a coach nowadays on moving like this because of the early signing period. The early signing period starts December 15th, which is actually like, Two weeks away so if if a team or a school doesn't hire a coach within the next few weeks if they have an opening they're not going to be able to sign any players without a head coach so teams are very desperate to bring on their next head coach in this time period so that's why this kind of move happens so quickly um but yeah it is tough because he did mention in the previous week that he he's not going to be LSU's next coach. So he wasn't lying in, in that fact, mm-hmm. but um, he did end up leaving OU. So, yeah, it is tough for the players at uh, Oklahoma. Their school, or not their school, but the football program is definitely in disarray, losing a lot of players in the transfer portal. and recruiting in the 2022 and twenty three classes. So, yeah, they're going to have to... The OU is going to take a step back, Uh, the Big 12, and eventually when they move to the SEC, there are actually a lot of rumors that um, uh Lincoln Riley was not really trying to go into the SEC. He wasn't aware of the fact that the Big 12 uh, that you in Texas were trying to get into the SEC was kind of caught off guard. At least that's what the rumors were saying. So that might have played played a factor into his decision to move to USC. But yeah, USC it's definitely an interesting opportunity. Uh, one of the one of the blue blood blue blood programs of college football. Uh, always for a long time have been one of the most successful college football programs. So then going back in and getting a big-time coach like Lincoln Riley is big for them, especially in a Pac-12 where there's only one other team that you'll have to compete with, with, which is Oregon. So you can get away with losing one or two games and still uh, winning the Pac-12 and competing for – a playoff spot, so the road to the playoffs is going to be much easier for Lincoln Riley in the Pac-12 than it would have been going to the CC with Oklahoma's eventual move there. So it's a business decision for him, I guess. Moving on from Lincoln Riley and Oklahoma and USC, another massive move was uh, Notre Dame losing their head coach Brian Kelly. Mm-hmm. And- LSU so this was another big deal in the fact that LSU kind of wanted Lincoln Riley and they were actually pursuing him for a long time at least a lot of people are going to deny that but I I don't think that it's not true that they wanted Lincoln Riley at one point at least they were looking for options and his name came up so I think they They ended up with Brian Kelly, which is definitely not a bad choice. He's a a very winning head coach, has won a lot of games at Notre Dame, but winning in the SEC is a completely different story. The competition here is completely different to any other conference, and Notre Dame not even playing in a conference is uh, kind of beneficial to them in the playoffs especially. so. It's going to be an interesting move. Uh, a lot of people say it's not that big of a culture cultural fit going from Notre Dame to LSU. Uh, I, I think, I'm, as a Texas A&M fan, I'm not entirely scared of this hire, but I always expect LSU to be a good football team regardless of their head coach. So any head coach would have, worked for LSU I know their past three head coaches have gotten national championship there so any any hire would have worked but this is a competent head coach who's who's won a lot of games so it should play out well they'll be competing for the SEC West with A&M and Alabama uh, coming up so I think they're they're not too far away from being back to their uh, what they once were, like, in 2019. I don't know about winning it all, but, yeah, they're they're going to be better than they were with Edo. Um, but there are some – there is an investigation going on with NCA looking at LSU, so that is another thing that's going on in the background. So we'll have to check back in on that whenever that news drops. But, I was
0: kind of hoping Lincoln-Riley – but take a, a, a NFL head coaching job. I was hoping maybe we might, we might look at him, Um, but there was rumors like last year he might come to Dallas for the Dallas Cowboys. I was, I was kind of hoping he, he'd go the NFL route, but we'll see how he does it at USC. Yeah.
1: I mean, Lincoln Riley was a hot commodity for a long time or in these past few years with his high uh, octane offense, another big, Big name uh, coming up is the old miss head coach. So, yeah, there are these fast paced offenses that have been uh, basically taking over the NFL and college football. So, yeah, it's what a lot of teams want nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we can kind of touch on the college football playoff. The rankings just dropped to- tonight as well. Um, uh, what was we on? Georgia's number one team. Big game in the Big Ten. Michigan beats Ohio State. uh, Pretty convincingly, they ran the ball all over Ohio State. And the game wasn't close uh, in the second half when Michigan just took over in the snow in Michigan. So, yeah, Michigan takes over uh, the number two spot. Uh, Following them is Alabama. So Alabama is going to be playing Georgia in the SEC championship. So they're going to have to win that that game to keep their spot in the playoff. Georgia is basically a lock right now. Even with a loss to Alabama in the SEC championship, I don't see them falling falling out of the top four. So they're going to be there. Uh, Michigan is going to be playing, I believe, Iowa in the championship. So with the win there, they'll make the playoff. Cincinnati sitting at 12-0. and 0. They haven't played anybody other than Notre Dame, but they're going to be playing in the AAC championship. So with that win, I think they should be able to make it, uh, unless I think the only way Cincinnati does not make the playoff is if Alabama somehow beats Georgia and, and Oklahoma State wins the Big 12. I think uh one loss Oklahoma State, who's a Big Twelve champion, will make it in the playoff over uh Cincinnati undefeated Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's gonna ask you. How do you feel about Oklahoma State? because right now they're saying like the fifth spot, right?
1: Yeah, so I Oklahoma.
0: Think they might make that fourth.
1: So Oklahoma has to beat Baylor in the Big Twelve championship game, and that's actually going to be a pretty convincing win. Um, if they do pull it off, and they'll be a Big 12 champion, so a Power Five champion. I think a Power Five one loss champion should be made playoff over uh, an undefeated Cincinnati who hasn't played anybody other than Notre Dame. So I would put them at number four, but this is all uh, assuming that Alabama beats georgia which i don't think is going to happen Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: if georgia beats alabama alabama's out of the picture so then in that case i think osu and cincinnati make it with so i think my predictions for next week the the conference championship games uh, Mm -hmm. i guess we can start with the sec because it's the biggest and best conference
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um Georgia versus Alabama. I'm going to take Georgia there, giving Georgia the number one seed in the playoff. Then I guess we can go Big Ten. Michigan's playing Iowa. I'm going to take the favorite Michigan. Uh, The game's going to be played in in Indianapolis in Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, So Michigan has been dominant throughout this year with their only loss going to Michigan State. I think Michigan's going to pull away I'm uh, gonna outmatch Iowa, Iowa in that one, and take the number two playoff spot. Uh, I guess then we can move on to the Pac-12 championship game. Oregon's playing Utah. Utah smashed Oregon two weeks ago, and but they're I think they have two, three or four losses, so they're out of the playoff picture. Oregon has two losses. Uh, two loss Oregon, winning the Pac-12 could ripple some, uh, playoff conversations, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think Utah is going to win this one again in the pick 12 championship, uh, big 12. I'm going to take Oklahoma state to beat Baylor. Uh, and with that win, I think they should be able to make the playoff at number four. And with a Cincinnati win in the American conference, I think they'll make it at number three, so I'm taking Georgia number one, Michigan number two, Cincinnati number three, Oklahoma State number four. You could either flip flop Oklahoma State and Cincinnati. Yeah, I think I'll put Oklahoma at number three and Cincinnati at number four. If uh, Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State beats Baylor, so that would be my fourteen playoff. Uh, that's. I think that's assuming no I think I picked all the favorites there. So some if there's some chaos that could shake things up, but I don't think I see that happening. Um the favorites seem to be better teams overall. So I Cincinnati could lose. Um that would could shake up big things. Uh, opening up the door to Notre Dame, actually, Notre Dame with no head coach could make the playoff with a Cincinnati loss, which would be pretty funny. Duh. I'd actually be rooting for Houston in the American Conference uh, because I would like to see a Notre Dame team without a head coach making a playoff. I know the will name their interim head coach at that point, but yeah, that would be fun to see.
0: How how big of an upset do you think would would it be if Alabama beat Georgia? Do you think it'd be that massive run of upset, or is Georgia like? Do you think Georgia's well ahead of Alabama right now, or Alabama is always Alabama? You gotta you gotta watch out for them.
1: Yeah, so I think right now it's not gonna be a massive upset. No, Alabama is Alabama as you said. Um, they've always most of the time, taking care of Georgia. So, Georgia has to get over the hump this time. I think they have the better better team. Uh, Their defense is dominant. Their defensive line and linebackers are just bigger individuals than what Alabama has. So, I think Georgia is the better team and they should be able to easily win at CC. But, Alabama's Alabama. They have Nick Saban. They have Bryce Young, who could possibly be the Heisman uh, winner. So, with a good quarterback and a coach like Nick Saban, anything can happen. But Georgia has the better team. They have the better roster. So, I think just from that fact, they should be able to win the game. Um, But if Alabama somehow pulls it out, I don't think it's a massive upset. But... It is going to be surprising, especially because Bama has uh, played a lot of close games. The Auburn game went to, I think, three overtimes this past week. They could have lost last week. That Uh, was a
0: wild game. I saw the highlights for that.
1: Yeah, so Alabama has been playing down to their competition, Um, especially they lost to A&M early in the season. So they're definitely vulnerable. Um and Georgia has looked dominant throughout the season, blowing out basically everybody that they've played. So um, Alabama win in the SEC championship game would be surprising, but it wouldn't be a massive upset in my opinion.
0: So how much – but so if Alabama were to win, would it shake up the top, like, six a lot or –
1: so with the Alabama win, I think it would put I think it would put uh Alabama at number one. Mm-hmm. Then that if Michigan wins, I think Michigan would be two, Georgia would be three, and the rest will play out with Cincinnati and Oklahoma State. So I think with the Alabama win, they would just flip spots. Alabama would be number one and Georgia would be three.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of interesting going things going on. See this weekend, championship weekend, right? So it'll be it will be a lot of good games to
1: watch. Yeah, actually one more shout out. A M actually yesterday pulled off the number one wide receiver recruit Evan Stewart from Frisco Liberty High School. So AM is recruiting like crazy. And don't be surprised to see at the end of early signing period that A&M has the number one class in college football uh, for the 2022 recruiting class. So watch out for the Aggies in the recruiting trail.
0: Yeah, I saw a uh, lot of people were uh, tweeting and talking about the Evan Stewart uh, going to A&M. So. And I didn't really know much about Evan Stewart, but I mean, the fact that I was tweeting about him, I just saw... Uh, yeah, I knew he had to be some sort of a big deal, um, going to A and M.
1: Yeah, he's more of a OBJ body type, six one, I think, mm-hmm. one pounds, so light and fast. He's a burner, uh, great route runner. Um, so he has the speed that AM hasn't had in recent years to take the top off of defense. So it's a it's a massive pickup, and. It's just a commitment, so you'll have to sign on signing day mm-hmm. which will be when it happens so yeah it's a it's a big pickup uh, we'll see when it's official because these commits can always flip at any moment mm-hmm. a lot of pursuing these players so um it's not official until they're on campus um but yeah, big for a commitment
2: yeah
0: I see. A lot of them um, I know one guy who who was committed to the University of Texas. He, I believe, he goes to Louisville High School. He's a receiver. Um, he's he's a really top wide receiver in this whole like Louisville, Mountain area, area. Um, but he actually, I believe, decommitted um, from the University of Texas and for a long time. I think he was going to go to the University of Texas. So, like you said, it's really it's official. Official once so, like they put they sign that paper. And uh, they're on campus and they're training with the team, um, but yeah, guys, comment down below, um, who your college football team is, and uh, are they in the top four? Are they in the top ten? Um, how do you feel about your guys' college football teams? Uh, let us know, uh, down below in the comments. Um, but yeah, big weekend, um, for college football coming up. Um, let's get into uh our final topic here. Um, as always, guys, we do the uh, NFL predictions. Um, we started tracking the predictions. Uh, which I sh- I could go back. I might go back and pred- uh write see um who I predicted in the early episodes. I never wrote them down, but I just I just said them live on the podcast. But I might go back and listen and figure out uh what my total record is right now. But right now, I did not have a great week last week. Uh, almost predicted all the Thanksgiving games right. Um, just missed one, but I went eight wins. Uh, set, i got eight of them correct seven of them wrong um Adi, you uh did the exact opposite you got seven correct um you got eight wrong there but right now our total overall record is i'm sitting at 18 and 12 and uh i mean i'm just one week ahead of you um but you're sitting seven and eight right now but uh hopefully you both do good this week um in our predictions let's see yep Starting off with the uh, Thursday night football game, which I think might actually be a pretty good game, even though um, the Saints don't have their starting quarterback. But I'm going to go. It's Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Um, Coming off a tough loss against the Raiders. And I think um, a lot of people are, and they're not writing off the Cowboys, but people are starting to be like, okay, what's up with the Cowboys? I think they're going to come out here and get a pretty uh, – Pretty good win against the Saints, even with Mike McCarthy uh, not coaching. Actually, he got COVID, so uh, Kellen Moore will be coaching the Cowboys, but I got the Dallas Cowboys in this one.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Mike McCarthy is going to be out with the COVID situation. So, yeah, that might impact my pick, uh, especially being a Thursday night game and – uh. The news breaking on a Tuesday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It might change the game plan a little bit for the Cowboys. Uh, especially being in New Orleans, tough place to play. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Saints here. Mm. Yeah, I'll take the upset. New Orleans.
0: New New Orleans. I'm going with Dallas. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't be really surprised if New Orleans won, but I think Dallas is going to come out
1: they're angry and gonna come out with a different energy. I think they're benching uh Trevor Simeon and they're gonna go with uh uh Taysom Hill as their quarterback this this week. So it's uh gonna be a new game plan, new offensive scheme for the Saints. So Dolphins, I mean the Cowboys gonna have uh something different a game plan against. That's
0: gonna be very interesting to see. I'm gonna be interested to see how, uh, um, Taysom Hill, how Jason Hill goes as a starting quarterback. Um, but going to the next game here, uh, we got the Giants at the Dolphins. Um, I'm gonna go actually with the, um, uh, Miami Dolphins here. I think it's in Miami. Um, I'm gonna take two. Uh, and uh, Jalen Waddell. and I'm one of the Miami
1: Dolphins in this one
2: hmm.
1: yeah I think uh the dolphins have been playing well as of late they're creeping up on the a f c wild card they're creeping back into the a f c wild card picture, but with that being said, I'm gonna take the Giants oh. i'm t- I need the <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: So, again, both of those opposite teams. You're going the New York Giants. I'm going with the Dolphins there. Um, Your team here, the Indianapolis Colts versus the Houston Texans. I uh, got your Colts here uh, winning this game here Um, in a pretty easy dub. I think y'all are going to uh, handle the Texans pretty easy. So, I'm going to go with the, uh, the Indianapolis
2: Colts.
1: Yeah, much-needed win. He's going to be coming up for the Colts here. Um, The Jets actually beat the Texans last week, which is a complete surprise to me. So Texans aren't that good. Uh, I mean, we knew that they weren't that good, but somehow the Jets beat them. So Mm
2: -hmm.
1: they're worse than we thought they were. (laughs) So the Colts are going to get a win here. I mean, if they lose, that would be embarrassing. But yeah, I'm gonna take the
0: too. And uh speaking of that Jets and Texans game, I did predict that incorrect for the Jets. Um but yeah, there's <laughs> a <laughs> very shocking one there. Um next up here we got the uh, Vikings at the San- uh sorry, Vikings at the Lions. Um I'm gonna go with Minnesota here. Um Detroit just cannot catch a break. And I think they're gonna take another L here. Um Potentially, they're gonna be the first O in be O and sixteen again, but uh, this seems they'll have one tie to go with it. But <laughs> really, looking like a very uh, a defeated season um, for the De- for the Detroit Lions. I'm going with the uh, Minnesota Vikings though to win this game.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the Vikings too. Um, I think the past two weeks I've picked the Lions to get their first win, and they have. So I think I'm gonna have to take the Vikings. Uh, yeah, the Vikings have been playing better recently. They're back into the wild card picture. And I know they played, I mean, they beat the Packers. So they're definitely a competent team. Uh so yeah, it's sad for the Lions, especially with uh Dave Campbell uh and Aggie. Head coach, doing this bad, definitely a bad thing for us. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Vikings in this
0: one. Next up, we got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets. I'm going to go with the Eagles, but uh what was that last week with them losing to the New York Giants? I was really not expecting that. Um, yeah, I'm, I gonna think, think we- I'm gonna think I'm gonna take they're gonna bounce back this week. I'm gonna go with the Eagles.
1: Uh, yes. I'm going to take the Eagles as well. The Jets are a bad team. They beat the Texans, which is another bad team. So they're not as bad as them, but they're not as good as the Eagles either. So I think the Nick Sirianni fighting Eagles win this game.
0: Next up, we got the uh, Arizona Cardinals um at the Chicago Bears. Um... I'm going to actually – I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game, but I'm going to take this in a pretty close game, like a really, really close game to the point where the Bears almost might win it. But I think the Cardinals are going to win it. I think it's in Chicago, and it's December time. It's going to be cold. Um, Arizona's not used to playing in that environment. So I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals here, but this is gonna be. I feel like this is going to be a lot closer than people are expecting.
1: Uh I'm gonna take the Cardinals. The Bears are not a good team. So the Cardinals are the best team in the NFC, and the Bears are one of the worst teams in the NFC. So yeah, I'm gonna take the Cardinals here.
0: Nice, nights. Nice. Uh next we got the uh the Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati here. Um pretty Actually, easy, Dub. I, I think the Chargers again. They're one week they're really good. One week they're they're losing the teams they shouldn't. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Cincinnati Bengals, um, in a pretty not dominant win, a pretty but a pretty decent win.
1: Uh yeah. So the Bengals crushed the Steelers with the ancient Big Ben, who was playing pretty pretty bad. So, yeah, Bengals looking good, but Chargers are also I mean, they're in the thick of it with the AFC wild card. So, this is a big this is going to be a big game for the AFC wild card picture, especially with the Bengals sitting at number 2 right now in the AFC North with the Ravens getting another win. So, yeah, this is big for both teams. This game being in Cincinnati might be a good thing for the Bengals, and I'm going to take the Bengals to win here.
0: Next up, we got the uh, Buccaneers at Atlanta, and I'm going with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Pretty easy win here. Um, not really much to say. I'm going to just go with the Buccaneers.
1: Actually, I'm going to, after thinking about it a little bit more, I'm going to go with the Chargers in the last game. Okay. Uh, Bengals have been playing well, but I think they're due for a letdown game. Hmm. And Chargers with uh, I think the Chargers have the better young quarterback, Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow. Uh, I think uh, the Chargers go off a mini upset. Wait, you that Justin Herbert is
0: a better quarterback than Joe Burrow? Yeah. That should be we need to make that a topic. We should make that a topic next episode.
1: Uh, a lot of people are going to argue with that. that. Uh,
0: I might take Joe Burr in that conversation. But, uh, yeah, the Chargers might – they'll make it interesting there. but I don't know. I think, I think Cincinnati is going to win that one. I mean, this will be, I guess, a good quarterback battle, I guess. Justin Herbert, two good, really good offenses. Actually,
1: yeah. looking at the records, Bengals – And four, and the Chargers are six and five. So, but the Bengals are in the tougher division. So, they're going to be playing a lot more close, competitive games. The Chargers and the AFC West, their only competition really is the Chiefs and the Raiders. Mm -hmm. And the Broncos, they're all sitting at six and five. Yeah, come to think of it. Yeah, I didn't see that. They're all six and five. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Bengals, my original pick. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the Bengals. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: watch the Chargers win. Watch the Chargers win. It's the Bengals. It might be the Chargers. I Um, might just end of our predictions. Who knows?
0: <laughs> that that will be the end of it.
1: After I pick the rest of the AFC West, I might go back and change this one. We'll see.
0: Um. but yeah, I yeah. Bucks Falcons. I'm gonna go with the uh, Tampa Bay here.
1: Yeah, the Bucks are a good team, I guess.
0: <laughs> this is that one quarterback on the Bucks. I f- kind of forgot his
1: name. <laughs> I got him.
0: He's just. I think he goes by TB twelve,
1: but Ryan uh... yeah, <laughs> is a decent quarterback as well. But You're going to Atlanta for the upset? No, I'm not gonna pick them. They're not that good. I'll take the Bucks, mm-hmm. but I'll be Falcons. So, <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Next game here, we got the uh, the Jaguars at the. Uh, L.A. Rams, the the afternoon games. Um, I'm going to go with the L.A. Rams here. Uh, another pretty uh, dominant win. I got the uh, L.A. Rams.
1: Yes, this is an easy pick, and it's going to be the Rams. The Rams have been reeling. I think they've lost two or three in a row. Uh, But, yeah, versus the Jaguars, taking the Rams, especially being in L.A., cross-country trip for the Jaguars. Always tough. So, we'll take the Rams.
0: Uh, next game up here, we got Washington at uh, Las Vegas. Um, I'm going to go with Las Vegas here. Um, at the Raiders there, I'm going to take them. Uh, Washington, they did beat us. Um, but, I mean, I don't think they completely destroyed us. Or I don't really think they're – the thing about the Washington football team is I was so high on them in the beginning of the season to the point where I thought they would win their division. Um, but the defenses hasn't lived up to what I thought they'd be. But so I'm going to go with the Raiders here winning, but I'm still sort of rooting for Washington to do pretty good. But I got the uh, Las Vegas Raiders in this game.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke uh, playing in Las Vegas, big city. I think he'll show out versus the Raiders, and I need him to.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you I You always – I believe every um, NFC team you're really rooting for. But that's the same <laughs> thing with me. I'm always rooting for the AFC teams to win when they play an NFC team. Yep. Next game here, we got the uh, Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I got the Ravens here against Dub – Um. Yeah, I think Lamar Jackson is going to go out there and handle his business and uh, get the job done
1: and win with the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens here as well. As I've said in the previous podcast, I don't think the Ravens are that great of a team. Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions in the, in the game versus the, versus the Browns. Uh, their offense hasn't looked good. Lamar hasn't been playing that well, especially throwing the ball. But... The Steelers are overall a bad team, especially with Big Ben showing his age. Uh, Ravens have a better defense, so I'm going to take uh, the Ravens here. But it is going to be played in in uh, Pittsburgh, which is always a tough place to play. These rivals are always going to be tight, so it's not going to be. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. Um, could be a toss up, honestly. Uh, being in Pittsburgh but I'm going to take the race.
0: uh next up here another division rival game the San Francisco 49ers versus my um, Seahawks here in Seattle um not super confident going into this game especially after that loss against Washington uh so this is a tough pick to pick but um a tough pick to pick but I'm going to go with actually my Seahawks, I think we're going to get the dub here. Um, We just got to put points. I think that's what I said last episode. We if we can just, as silly as it sounds, if we can find a way to get to the end zone and put up some points, we can win these games. So it, right now, it's, like, we need to stop doing three and outs. We need to stop punting the ball as much. So I'm going to take Seattle. This is going to be a lot closer, and that's going to be another low-scoring game, I bet. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle. To get that fourth win on the season.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the 49ers are actually surprisingly back into the playoff picture. Sitting at a winning record now, 6-5. and five. They've made a pretty decent comeback. Um, and they've been playing well as of late. And the Seahawks have not. Mm-hmm. So, find it pretty hard to pick the Seahawks. I know I picked them to lose last week, and they lost. Yeah, you
0: were correct about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a forty nine ers win would uh, bolster the Colts' resume a little bit, especially with their win against the forty. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take the forty nine ers. You want with
0: San Francisco there? Hopefully, I'm just I'm just hoping we get a win. I just want to see a, another win. It's been so long. Um, yeah, but honestly, I would not be surprised if San Francisco beat us. We're not looking, we're not looking too hot right now. Actually, this was we were supposed to have the Sunday night game. We got flexed out in the Sunday night game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we get now we're just a regular afternoon game, and the uh, the Broncos and Chiefs have taken our spot. Um. So for Sunday night football, like I said, Broncos versus Chiefs. I'm gonna go with. Kansas City, Um, yeah, I think Kansas City's got this one. But I think Denver might actually make this a lot closer than what people are thinking. But I'm going to go with Kansas City.
1: I'm going to go with the the Chiefs as well. Uh, Broncos' loss would be good for the Colts. So the Chiefs running away with this division would be favorable. So I will take the Chiefs.
0: And uh, lastly here, you guys, we have Monday Night Football. A really good Monday Night Football here. or on, At least on paper, it looks like it's going to be a really good one here. Patriots versus the Bills. Um, this could, I think it's going to be a pretty good showdown here. Um, you know, I'm going to take Mac Jones and the Patriots uh, to get that dub. I'm going to go 9-4. But, uh, what do you want, the Patriots or the, the uh, Bills? What do you got in this game?
1: Honestly, before I looked at these records, I would have taken New England. But uh, sitting at eight and four, and the Bills only half game back at seven and four, they still have a shot at winning this division. So I'm going to take the Bills. Uh, if the division race wasn't this tight, I might have taken the other team, but. Sitting only half game back. I think playing in Buffalo. Yeah, I think the Bills win this game. Uh getting a convincing win on Monday night.
0: Okay, you're going with Josh Allen there. But yeah, I think this is gonna
1: be a really good game. Josh Allen,
0: Mac Jones. Um, this should be a pretty good game there, and that uh wraps up these NFL picks. Um Hopefully I get my Seahawks pick correct. Really, that's the only one I'm that's the one that I always look forward to. Um, but hopefully we get that one right. Hopefully, so hopefully I can get all these picks correct. Um, but yeah guys.
1: Pick the Chargers Bengals game. Who'd
0: I pick? Yeah. I got uh Cincinnati. Yeah, I put I picked the Bengals.
2: Hmm. I'm gonna one
0: last time. Are you Chargers or Bengals? Pick the Chargers.
1: Are you going back to the Chargers? Okay. Uh, I picked every other AFC West team to lose, um, other than the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chargers.
0: Okay, final final prediction there. Going with the Chargers. Hopefully the Bengals win. Now I'm really hoping these Bengals. Win. Um, and they yeah. Have- Even uh, we're gonna see, we're gonna see Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jamar Chase, Keenan. Allen. That's gonna be a really good game. Um, but comment down below, guys. Who do you guys think? Um. Oh, comment down below, guys. Your guys' team, and do you guys think you guys are gonna win this week? Do You guys think you might lose this week? Uh, comment down below. Um. And yeah, guys. Um. I want to thank uh, uh, Adi for being a part of this episode one more time. Uh. Thanks for coming on, man always fun. This one another really good episode.
1: Yeah. Look forward to uh another NFL weekend and college football conference championships. So, yeah, should be fun.
0: A lot of sports to talk. Um yeah guys, yeah, make sure you guys check out the sports website website. A new article on the NFL, NBA, and MLB and more. Um, make sure you guys check out the sports TikTok page. Um smash that follow button if you guys haven't already. Um keep liking running up the comments and sharing the videos with all your friends. and lastly guys, make sure you guys check out that sports Live patreon page for exclusive content only for patreon members. um I want to thank you guys again uh, for all listening to the last couple of episodes. Uh, we will see you guys in the next episode next week. peace out.